Welcome back to another kind of funny reaction, this time to the Amazon original series, Invincible. As always, I'm Tim Geddes, and I am joined by Greg Miller, Andy Cortez, Nick Scarpino, and Kevin Coelho. Andy Cortez, I want to start with you as yes. somebody who has not read, the only one of us that has not read Invincible. What did you think of the first three episodes? Absolutely loved it. Absolutely loved Hell it. Hell yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. I it it took me a while. I think the first moment that kind of really got me was a little tiny line of dialogue when he's fighting uh, the two robbers and the rock looking dude in the streets. Yeah, and he says, "Who are you?" He's, uh, I uh, haven't really thought of anything yet. Any suggestions? Like that little line <laughs> really really got me. And, and anything before that, I felt like a lot of the dialogue just wasn't really hitting for me. Like some of the moments that I should have been laughing at, I just wasn't. And that moment got me, and then from then on, I feel like everything started moving a little bit faster, which, you know, obviously not every show is going to start off with a bang, but um, we had to develop his powers first. Um, it immediately just sort of set up everything in a very um, simple way to understand, but it was still... It, I love that they're still talking about, you know, these, these large grand concepts that we haven't fully, um, I guess you know, seen yet. Uh, Did episode one end with a bang for you? Did you see that coming? Did Oof, that surprise no. you? Okay. No, yeah. Um, now, I had seen a gif of the eye popping. Didn't sure, know what yeah, that yeah, was yeah. alluding to. Didn't know who that was or anything like that. Yeah, of course. But the way episode one ended, I I wish I had a camera on me because I, I found myself with my mouth just doing the are you fucking kidding me right now moment. And then it ends and then you just go, holy shit, I have to start part two right now, obviously. And then... Yeah, yeah I, I just think it, it keeps on getting more and more interesting and these dynamics that we're creating and you start to kind of forget what is happening and then you realize, oh, fuck, I kind of forgot that Omni-Man killed everybody. Jesus, like, I, <laughs> I, like what's happening there? So I think it's it's setting up a lot of really interesting scenarios and I am just immediately intrigued. I want to know what the hell is happening and episode three ends in a very interesting fashion as well. Super in, the voice cast, phenomenal. The uh, I'd say the animation eh, could definitely be better. Yeah. Um, I was I, I've heard some stories from um, a, a some sources that you know the the better teams work on the really good fight scenes. Yeah, and it's you kind can, of obvious. You can tell um, that, right? And yeah. that's that's the thing for me too. Is I'm going into this like a lot of the just them in the house or them just doing normal stuff is is what it is. I think it's serviceable. Yeah. Um, but I think that they had, I mean, when you're doing animation, obviously you're on a budget, right? You don't have millions and millions of dollars just to be throwing at these things, uh, because you have to weigh that cost benefit. Um, but I think where they threw the resources where they count and it's in the, in the it's in those big battle scenes, the fight scenes, uh, the fight later where he fights, um, Alan the alien, like all that stuff. It looks great. Sounds great. Um, and I but think also that, budgetary wise, a lot of the budget to the acting. Cause I think the cast is phenomenal. Love I mean, cast. in. The can we talk about first off, like the the two people that stand out for me, or the the person that stands out for me is Jason Masikas. Like that, him as Rex is. I was like, and it's it's always it's like I always have a, a second where I I have trouble placing the voice. 
So I can, I just get to live in the performance for a few minutes before I realize who it is. And I'm like, of course, that's why I'm loving this so much because he's so freaking funny in these comedic roles. But he's almost so good that he makes everyone around him seem a little like Bush League, just a little sometimes. And, and it's because his energy level is so great in those scenes that I want everyone to rise to it. But that's not necessarily what, what Invincible is about. He He's so over the top. And when I first had a, heard it, I was like, oh, this doesn't sound right. And like four lines in, I'm like, oh, no, no, they nailed it. Like, this is what Rex is supposed to sound like. Greg Um, Miller, you are undeniably the biggest Invincible fan. I know you're the one that introduced it to all of us. And I did not realize how many people I had introduced it to. I thought like, like, Kevin, I did to you too. Is that right? Did somebody said that on the show? Oh, yeah. That's crazy. I thought Kevin was like long term around for long before then. I saw Destin Legary giving me credit for it, too, that I lent him the books. I'm lending people books left and right. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. I'm glad so many people listen to me on this. Thank you. I saw tweets yeah. about it too. Thank you very much for listening <laughs> on the comic and now hopefully watching the show. So, Greg Miller, being being what you are, what did you think of the first three episodes? Oh, I mean, I loved them. Like, I think that everything everybody said so far is exactly right. Like, first off, like, you know, entering into MCU or even DCEU or whatever, watching things like that that I like I love comic books obviously and watching it with someone else like I I hope they enjoy it but I'm not like hung up on it pressing play on invincible not knowing what we are getting for episode one I sat next to Jen the entire time doing that like out of my eye like is she enjoying this are you are you like is this working for you is this too and like I had done the whole preamble before of like I don't know when they're going to do it, but like there's a turn that comes that's very important. So if you're bored in the beginning, it might be because you're supposed to be kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's If you think it's just Superman and his Superboy kid, like it's going to go a little bit different places. And so like riding out the entire episode and then getting to the punch scene screens, which I always think are weird, both in the starts of the episodes and the second. Yeah. I think they need to don't work on that, that a little at bit. All. That don't doesn't work. Well, I'm, I'm <gasps> invincible. I'm like, all right. Like, it doesn't work like Dave. It do- yeah, yeah, yeah. It didn't work like uh, but to get to the end, like when it went boom, the invincible and the blood splashed on it, and then it cut into the after credit scene. There was that inhale of everybody getting ready to discuss it, and then that started, and then it was oh my god, everyone in the room was like, what the fuck, like holy shit, what the? Because like that is exactly. Oh, I've talked about uh, to people who what I talked about to Robert and what I talked about to people in the room was very much like this is exactly what it was like to read the comic. And get that page flip and be like, what the fuck? And then get the other page flip, right? Because in the comic, it's just, uh, they all get obliterated, right? Except mm-hmm. uh, uh, Immortal. Uh, they all get, and he gets fucking clowned out too. But they all get obliterated, right? And then it's Omni Man. Like that was my feeling of in those like two or three pages, right? Then put into the screen of this huge fucking brawl that was different enough for me, right? Like if you watch, uh, I had tweeted that out. They had sent me this out of context. They were just like, we're in a ruined part of the show, but we want to get your reaction. And I was in a, a video with uh, Jason and a whole bunch of other uh, influencers and people. And for me, when it starts and, you know, they, uh, he speeds out of the way, like I was like, oh shit, it's different. And like to get to go through that and have that, Knowing what's happening, but also having to think of like, I can't believe it's happening like this. I can't believe they're actually fighting back and they're actually giving him a run for his money and doing like, I thought that was so cool. I'm sorry. Uh, long story short. Uh, yeah, I, I was, I, it was a dream come true to see something I love this much and think doesn't get the credit it deserves uh, put out there. Like I've tweeted it last night. Another, you know, last night I teared up fucking going to Amazon to watch the bowling documentary. But there it was like, boom, invincible, invincible. at the top and invincible right there. And it was like, what a time to be alive. Kevin, what do you think? Uh, I loved it. It it's so like crazy like 
we're sitting here watching all these great shows and Invincible is one of them. Like, 40 minutes an episode, it's awesome. Like, I never could dream that, like, we were going to get here. And when that first episode ends and I'm sitting there with my little brother because we watched Invincible, or I... I also then pushed that to him when I was uh, when I found Invincible and he loved it, so we we're both excited and we're like, oh, I wonder when they get to the and then like you hear the audio and you're like, oh, so something's still happening, and it's like, oh, and then you see it and it's like, oh, this is so rad! I can't wait. I like I'm so excited to see where the sh- like how far the show gets, yeah. like season one gets, yeah. and it's like one of those other things that I'm sitting there and being like. I really hope that we get like 10 or 15 or however many seasons they need to to get to the end of this show because I love the way it ends. And it's just one of those things that like we're sitting there now talking about like story points or plot points through the like comics. And it's like, oh, what if they get here? And it's like, oh, but wasn't that like issue 50 where it's going to take a long time to get there? And it's just like, that was man. My- so excited. That was like a liberating moment too of like how much Invincible there is, which I urge you to read and go support your local comic book shop. But like when it ended, we watched all three in that first night. Like Lucy and Jen were in the home of the inn, they were in. And then it was the over and it was, they had questions. And I'm like, I'll spoil the whole fucking thing for you if you want. Cause like you're no, never, I doubt do we that. get to the far reaches and like, okay. And so I'm like, and so you know, Monster Girl, well, let me tell you. And it's like all these fucking like, it like it, it, it the Invincible comic book, book, book works so well, right? Again, because I think it started so simple and it introduced these characters and you didn't know that you'd be with them for years and years and years and years and they wouldn't do the thing that is a turnoff for so many people about comic books right like they're for the most part weren't all these there's never giant events that are tying in that you need to go read every book to understand you can just read Invincible straight through and get the entire story and not feel like you're missing something and so that leads to them having their own cinematic universe in this one book that now is coming to life and that's crazy but to think about all the different things they could do kevin is i out there and i'm talking about duplicate and not and like also for me like i forget how old i am and how old invincible is right of talking about like nearly two decades ago i read this and early in those days you know when a new trade would this is when i'd only buy trades i when a new trade would drop i'd go to the front and read all the way to the new book and read them over and over again but i had to stop doing that at some point especially when i started reading monthly and so to be back here and be like seeing shit i forgot about you know seeing these relationships yeah. in their infancy or knowing where they 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 could go based on the book it's crazy yeah nick what do you think yeah i mean i'm all in with this um it, for me the the delight is stepping back into that world and, and and seeing the story that i know and i i mean i know how everything's gonna unfold but i haven't read the books in a long time and so it's cool to be able to just sit back and watch this in a new medium um, and I think o- overall the cast is the casting is great. The, um, the the action set pieces that need to be great are great. But more than that, I mean, I'm just excited for everyone to experience the story um, because at this point, y'all don't know shit. Like yeah. there is just so much great stuff and crazy and scary stuff ahead of us um, that that there's some foreshadowing for in these few episodes uh, that I'm very excited specifically for Andy to experience um, and to re-experience again. Uh, and and it's just, it's I'm, I'm glad there it's getting its due. Um, shout out to, uh, you know, uh, I think Seth Rogen was one of the people that helped get bring this right. And I think he oh, plays yeah. Alan the Alien, if I'm not mistaken. He does, um, yeah. 
and that was great. He's funny as hell on this. Uh, I mean, Zachary Quinto is a robot. I mean, the, 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 oh the talent God. they got in so this. Are you kidding Steven me? Yun, yeah. That might be my favorite performance of, of the show. Him, yeah. Zachary Quinto it's as perfect. robot is so ridiculously perfect. Yeah. And it's like, he nailed it as Spock as well. But like, I, this is really well, good. And, and it's the sign of, it's it's really the sign of like, of 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 the good voice actor specifically where i don't recognize the voice at first because i'm so immersed in the character and it was one of those things where it was nagging me um i mean i, I remember seeing his name a while back but it was nagging me about episode two when when he shows up about halfway through i was like god damn it now i gotta look that up and i looked it up i was like oh it's that quinto that's awesome it's so cool to, to have him there and then of course i think jk simmons and sandra oh and every the whole family i think those, dude the, the cast is insane and that was the insane. thing when robots started talking i was like is that spock and I was like, I, 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 because like I know they announced the voice cast forever ago and made a big deal about it, but that was forever ago, and it's yeah. different than having the show, right? And so then you're in, and it's like, holy right. shit, that is Spock, and holy, and like I knew Mark Hamill and all this other stuff. I was like, damn, this is just such a fucking cast. Bro, you yeah, can't I was do able an to, animated show without Mark Hamill. Gotta you have gotta Mark put Hamill Mark Hamill in there. I was able to go back and rewatch it um, on Amazon Prime, and the the X-ray stuff they do a great job with Amazon X-ray and showing you little tidbits behind the the making of the actual show I love that um feature. and uh, yeah and it was also just great to be like who's that oh wow that's cool yeah. they got that person good for that <laughs> um here's what here's a question i have for for kevin uh whose favorite character i think is cecil how do you feel about walton goggins so, uh, walton, performance as cecil so here's the thing i feel like walter plays a little younger than i'd like i i wish it was a little bit more ruggedness i like when he gets worked up but yeah. i also love but. walton 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 goggins. Yeah. Yeah. Goggins. I think he's Goggins. It's a weird right. one. Yeah, yeah. Really weird hearing, hearing him without a karate West, kid. It's weird hearing him without a Western accent. Without, what does that mean? Without hearing him like a ding. You know, From he's, Justified. It's, I know. It's I love weird hearing him. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I mean, um, I think it's cool. And it's one of those things that like now when I'm like, oh, yeah, I named my dog after an obscure character. People are going to be like, oh, OK. No, I, yeah, that, that makes sense. I've heard of that weird. show. <laughs> I'm sure that like if this there gets further along, they're going to be like, wait, why would you name him after him? And then it gets further, they'll, you know, things will make sense. <laughs> no, that, honestly, that's exactly what happened. Where, like, at the end, and I started giving all the Easter eggs, I'm like, and, you know, Cecil, that's what Kevin named his dog after. And Jen's like, why? And I'm like, you'll see. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just stick with it. There's more. <laughs> There's, get there, he's know? more than some pencil pusher, you know? Seven seasons down, maybe. Yeah. yeah and I, I, I hope we get them. I really, really enjoyed the first three episodes. I enjoyed each one of them as a standalone episode uh, as well. I think that the first episode ending where it did uh, was shocking to me because I'm like, wow, they're actually cruising through this they're not trying to save some stuff and i understand that they needed to do that as the hook you know like andy was saying i agree the episode starts pretty slow but once you get there it's like okay how can you not watch the next one immediately uh i feel like they're they're building such a great story that i think that the the runtime allows them to really not get in their own way and to tell the story of the comics and not cut things just completely tell the story with the character moments with all the development and that's really what makes invincible special like the fact that in these three episodes andy like i don't know if, if you agree with this obviously we come into this knowing them so we're a little biased but like when we get the the first crew and they're all killed and then immediately the second episode we get a whole new crew of people do you feel like they did a good job introducing all of them or are you kind of just like ah oh, fuck there's just way too many characters to keep track of no i thought it was perfectly fine i think it's what the show needed um I, yeah i had no issues with that whatsoever and you mentioning the runtime i think the i think that's also one of those things where i look at the animation quality and go well the show is 43 minutes like yeah it's a lot 13 mm -hmm. 13 to 18 extra minutes of animation 
as opposed to like usually a half hour run or whatever. And when we say half hour, it's more like 22 minutes or whatever. Um, that's a lot more time to animate and that's a lot more money goes to that. Um, but yeah, I, I totally agree. I think that the, I think introducing this brand new squad worked perfectly fine because we get enough of what we need, right? Like I don't need crazy backstory. They talk about who they are. They immediately show what their personalities are and you're immediately in and it's like, okay, what's going to happen with this new group? And then we see Omni-Man looking at the new group going pathetic, you know, like what's, What's this setting up for the future? It's just so intriguing, and it just reminds me of watching The Boys. You know, I obviously there's a lot of parallels there, but it reminds me of watching The Boys and saying, "Oh, I, these are the the parallels that they're drawing between old comics or whatever." Um, one thing I was talking with uh, Chris Anka about the Weapons Arbiter is that he was mentioning that the the dialogue of the show is a little less self referen uh, referential than the comic. That the comic did a lot more kind of tongue-in-cheek thing saying hey this is a joke it's a it's an inside joke if you know comics if you understand sort of yeah what they, comic yeah, books are they bring this more to i think a, a more yeah. real world era right like because they can't get i'm sure they're gonna find a way to get away with some of it but like one of the great bits of it was like talking about the comics medium because like mark collects comics and he loves in the comics he loves science dog yeah why? 20 science years dog. later they've what? changed it to seance dog which i fucking love why that because dr strange like people understand you under, you oh. look at that you're like oh dr strange i get it they think it's Got an it, mcu okay. reference not that and it is but it's also a reference to the comic book people like if you remember science dog we're doing this you're like all right that's cute i like that oh, that's i like fun. science dog but like the comic yeah <laughs> we had a great a, a gag they used a couple of different times which was like a you know when invincible first started coming and i think it was actually referencing some uh, just other stuff of reusing the same panels with little differences and so there was this great one of like when he mark goes to get his science dog book signed uh he meets the the guy and he's like don't you th he people bring up this all the time don't you think it's kind of cheap and they use the same panel a bunch of times uh, like i was just like no it's <laughs> like really it's shit funny. like that like the little things gotcha. you can only get away and you know with that it's like uh, backing up what greg and eddie are both saying here of just like the animation quality being what it is to sustain that runtime it fits into that there's a lot of scenes in this that there's really like no motion in the frame it's just the two characters mm -hmm. next to each other and then their mouth just kind of moving as yeah. they talk like almost red versus blue style but it's like it we don't need crazy shit happening all the time because again the it's, it's service of the story and they're they're really doing a good job with that the one thing that I, I have a criticism with the, the episode so far is I do think that the animated medium is holding them back in a way that it doesn't feel like the boys, where it doesn't feel like they're always committing to the tone. And an example of that for me is when Mark's like doesn't have his powers yet and he's trying to learn to fly and he's outside the house and then like the, i forget who it was the mailman or whatever like is walking by and he they're talking and he's like oh sorry and then he kind of stands there and then he like falls back and it's like a weird cartoony joke thing and there's multiple moments throughout the three episodes like that that i just feel like they wouldn't have in a live action thing it's only because it's a cartoon that they're doing that and i, I just wish that they would lean harder into the more mature angle of it and mature doesn't just mean blood and saying the f word you mm -hmm. know it's it's like the way that, that characters interact with each other when they're not doing superhero stuff uh and it's just every once in a while it kind of took me out of it but Overall, I really, I, really enjoyed it. I, I do think what lends to the animated aspect is the the voice actors being able to sound cartoony and it still work, though. Like, I don't know if... Uh, obviously, we have these twins characters, uh, these villains, and they sound, like, cartoony to me, and it's perfectly fine. And it works because they it's a cartoon. And I think if it were a live action, I think you start to get 
a bit more monotony with the voice acting. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I guess when they're cartoon characters, they're able to sort of be overly bombastic and just super over-exaggerated. Um, but yeah, there are, there are definitely a lot of moments, Tim, where we get just the still shot and just the mouth moving. And I think the, the main thing that bothers me about that is that sometimes the eyes are stuck there as well when they should be emoting and kind of a bit more expressive but there's just shots where the the eyes look dead and they're look and it's like what are the eyes looking at right now who's what character <laughs> you know it just there's little moments like that that kind of i find bothersome um but then you get the big moments that definitely are animated amazingly if this hits and does really well it'll be interesting to see what season two looks like because i yeah. imagine yeah it was like this is the budget you have and go for it because there's like literally like one shot and i forget in which one of the three episodes it is maybe it's multiple where like invincible's flying down and it's like clearly just like they took the jpeg of him and like moved it around yeah, <laughs> yeah which, mean? like it like looks like that cool like, right, it, it, it kind of takes me out of it but yeah you're talking that, yeah, you're talking really about that going you're talking about the far shot where he's like a lot smaller yeah he's yeah, just yeah, kind yeah. of like exactly moving yeah, around. Like <laughs> like, down, they just did like a motion thing on after effects so, yeah it's just it doesn't look super great in, in a lot of those moments but, but i think um, it speaks to the quality of the story right that like you see that stuff and we're still not like oh you know what i mean worst thing ever for sure. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I definitely, I definitely think that if if they were to, I definitely think they could make a case after these few episodes to get more budget. But having said that, if I were an Amazon exec, I'd be like, why? It's fucking great. Yeah, you guys are killing <laughs> you guys it. Are, <laughs> I'm not giving you guys any more money. It's great. <laughs> but I'm sure it'll be. I, I would imagine universally this will be the yes, thing, right? And there's I so think, many people who so, yeah. are like, uh, like Makuga. I was on uh, Makuga's show the other day, the Good People Association, and I, he was like, and uh, they were trying to help me, help us sell Mar or sell, help us sell Josh on uh, watching Invincible. And he's like, I just don't like cartoons, and so if you show up and you, this looks like a low rent at times cartoon i think you're like oh yeah whatever do you even stay for the kicker do you care about the character i mean you here's the easy sell josh you got a kid now kids love cartoons yep, let them watch invincible let them watch it yeah she's so young too she won't know about the violence or anything <laughs> yeah, so she's not like, gonna oh, surely the eyeball popping out of a socket's not gonna traumatize her forever <laughs> no, or the or the big mace weapon being knocked into <laughs> the fish guy and it's just <laughs> that was awesome cranium being destroyed i, oh I will I, I will say greg to, to to counter something you said earlier where you sure. said you you liked the scene i liked it more in the comic books uh because for for reasons that we'll get into later um but i i uh, like omni in the comics, being super op unstoppable in, in the comics so you're not supposed to know that it was him until the end of it right no no no. in the scene he shows up and it's like at, you're not supposed to know until like literally you turn the next page that it's him. right yeah. So right. it's like all of them are suddenly getting bludgeoned and killed and fisted. I mean, like what the he hell? Literally, and he literally like just fucking chops people's heads off with like yeah. the side of his hand, like and a dude with immortal or whatever. Yeah, yeah, but he, but like that's anyway. I don't want to, I don't want to get into I mean, territory, but I, I like look at that the, right there. Him in the comic books where he was like, you were, you were terrified of him when you turned but that page. My thing here is like I think they still establish that they do, he's they still, do. He but still they is make that him, thing where he took out all the most powerful people at once, so like. Yeah, but but him struggling kind of it's just a different vibe. I mean, it's a different I interpretation. Hear, I, hear, I understand. Totally understand. I, I, but to me, I, when I turned that page, I was like, "Oh my, what? Like, who's going to stop him now?" And yeah. I and I was left with that scene going, "Okay, well, they kind of they kind of like put him in a coma, so it's not yeah. like he's like if people really wanted to, they could potentially if stop they keep him, throwing but, more supers at him. Yeah, yeah you think they could. But do it that. felt like in in the comic book, it felt like there's nothing anyone could throw at him on earth right. that could even come close to stopping him. And that feeling of dread, I think is super important for that character progression. 
it has has it strayed super far away from the comics just aside from that scene has no. there been anything because i when i remember because i there's little ha- things here and there yeah barrett has read a decent amount of it so uh i walked out and said i just watched invincible he's like oh where where did the where did it end and i was like uh well i don't really know f- how true to the comics so i don't really want to spoil it but robot lets the two clones out of the facility out of the prison facility or whatever and he's like, oh, really? Wow. So when did they do the big twist? And I was like, oh, it's the end of episode one. So, like, I, I'm i wondering if they are going to stray far away from the source material and what stuff that they will change. Obviously, I don't want to really know, but I want to know. Yeah, Go yeah. ahead, Tim. Yeah, uh, Robert Kirkman, I, I was watching an interview, and he was saying that, like, they're like, we have a dope story. We're going to tell that dope story. Mm-hmm. Like, the whole point okay, of cool. this is adapting what, what, what exists. And he's like, I, I hope that one day we can tell the whole story. Uh, and with with changes along the ways and like some updates, just you know, uh, socially and whatever. But right, yeah, I uh, had the a similar issue to what Makuga has with Gia because Gia hates mm. cartoons, completely hates cartoons, so and D, like it, she just str- like she just struggles to get engaged and keep engaged with them, uh, even if the story is really good. And she was struggling with this, and like there was moments where she was really like putting up with it. But then when the end happened, she was captivated. Like, the end what? of episode one, yeah. it was totally a like oh my god holy shit and like from then on she was like paying attention way more and it's like that's the power of good storytelling is like when you when you have these moments and she said something that i thought was uh really interesting she's like this is one of my favorite types of storytelling where it's not a who done it it's a why done it like we know he killed it but why did you kill everybody and uh you know working through it all it's like a, a good level of mystery and but to be fair also and and to be fair to the to 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 just the story in general this is how I felt reading the books as well. I remember Greg going like, you got to read this. And I, I remember like getting halfway through the first book and being like, this is not very engaging to me. I'm not, I don't know why Greg would keep think would keep telling me to read this. And then when you do, when we do get to that scene, you're like, Oh, that was a red herring. That's that was all set up. That was, that was all just a, so, so I hope that people can get through that first episode. And I'm wondering, and you know, if, if, if that is a fear of theirs, of like how engaging that first episode is because you really do have to get you kind of have to get through the first like couple to really understand what they're doing with the world i think putting the twist at the end the way they did alleviates it because my that's what i keep telling people right is i kept before knowing anything about the show i was like watch until the twist and then now that it's in episode one it's like just finish episode one's post-credit scene and if you're Mm -hmm. like there you're not into it you're not interested i think then bounce but See, that's right. funny Everybody I've seen is with it. This wasn't this wasn't the specific part that really got me. Oh, and, you want that? Oh, So that's that's the thing that like I'm wondering if people are going to be able to get to further down the road when when to me the story became really really engaging. I think it's that's next episode. If they're uh, the way they've been tracking the comic books, if we're talking about the same thing, which we might we not are be. we're a hundred percent talking yeah. about the same thing. Yeah, but I think it's next episode, and I think that's gonna be dope because that's that was like again back to you know talking about Gia's reaction to it or out you know people who have no attachment to it like Andy but he loves superheroes, but it was that thing of when we finished it right like it went from. I'm like, hey, let's try this. And if you guys don't like it, I can watch it later kind of thing. And then Jen being like, all right, do you have more? Like, that's always what you want to hear. Right? All right, yeah. can we watch another one? Like, no, we don't have any more. We got to wait until the next yeah. like, oh, Shout out awesome. to Amazon for releasing them at 5 fucking p.m. Dude. Oh, look enough at that. With this, Come on, enough Disney. with this midnight shit, Disney. On, enough. Disney. Fix Get it. Fix it, Tired of this shit, dude. Uh, there's other stuff I wanted to mention that I just, I'm not super thinking of right You'll be back now. next week. You can always do it. We'll be back next week. Yeah. We'll be back next week, everybody. Remember, you can get this show on youtube.com slash kind of funny or as a podcast. Right now, search the kind of funny screencast feed and we'll be there for you to listen to. And 
I have a very, very fun announcement to make right now. Next week on the Kind of Funny Podcast, we're actually going to have Robert Kirkman himself joining us. We'll be able to talk about a whole bunch of cool stuff. How insane is that, Andy? It's creator That's of Invincible. Wild. I mean, it should be more wild to you all, but it's also very wild to me. <laughs> insane. Creator of Walking Dead, creator of Invincible. Oh, my God. We're going to have a blast. It's going to be a good time. Until then, love you guys. Bye.